Hello and welcome to Smash Hit Sports. I'm your host, Cody. We had an electric weekend of NFL football last week, but it's Friday. We're moving on to the new week. We're looking at our best bets, and the trade deadline is coming up on Tuesday, November 1st, which means I will go through five potential trade candidates for this year, and we'll we'll uh, see if they happen before the trade deadline. Um, something I do want to mention, though, Champions round. It's an app I've talked about on the on the podcast before. However, they have been gracious enough to give the listeners of this show a uh, code for when you download. It gives you twelve free dollars that you can use towards the daily dozen. So the Champions Round app. Play the Daily Dozen. It's an awesome, awesome game. I think the leaderboard at the end of the month of November is getting a signed Joe Burrow helmet. Really, really cool. But if you use promo code SMASH when you sign up, it will um, get you 12 free dollars. Get a free entry into the Daily Dozen. And without further ado, we have the NFL. Let's go into the uh, potential trade candidates. So, As we know, the trade deadline is November 1st, and here are five potential NFL trades that I think could happen, or at least players who could be traded. I'm not going to predict teams. That's too incredibly hard hard to predict, Um, but five players that I think could absolutely be traded before the deadline on November 1st. Number one is Kareem Hunt, and I don't think this is that crazy to say. Kareem Hunt is kind of a player who's been on the trade block before. Um, but it comes it comes due to a couple reasons, right? The first is that the Browns are two and five. They're going to be sellers at the deadline. It just is what it is. Um, I know that they expect Deshaun Watson to come back in week 13 um, after he serves his 11-game suspension. That being said, at that point, I think the Browns are going to be too far gone to be able to salvage their season. Both the Ravens and Bengals are four and three. So um, I don't think the Browns have a shot of making the playoffs. And therefore, I think Hunt is absolutely on the trade block. Um, the The biggest thing here is twofold. One, he's in the last year of his deal, right? So if you sell him now, you get some draft compensation in return. Outside of that, you're not going to get any comp compensation when he leaves in free agency the second is that you already have nick chubb a great running back in cleveland i think you know they're going to be fine with riding with chubb and then dernis johnson as the backup running back to chubb um johnson has looked good in in the limited run that he's had so um i'm absolutely absolutely fine with that uh the houston texans brandon cooks and Brandon Cooks is the oldest player on this list. He's 29. Um, But the Texans are the worst team in the league. Let's just call it how it is. Um, Selling makes sense here. Brandon Cooks is not in this team's long-term future. So I think it absolutely, absolutely makes sense for Brandon Cooks to be on the block. Um, They are the worst team in the league. There are plenty of teams that need receiver help. So I think that that is... Another reason why Brandon Cooks could be on the block just because of who he is. Um, the next is a name that I didn't think I would see on this list, but a name that has been brought up in media recently, Bradley Chubb. He's 26 years old, and it seems apparently obvious now um, with the news that came out that if the Broncos lose to the Jaguars this weekend, that Bradley Chubb could be on the block, but it makes sense. Um they do have some younger pass rushers who are, you know, developing pretty nicely. And Bradley Chubb is on the last year of his deal. 
he is a stud. Don't get me wrong. I think he is a phenomenal, phenomenal pass rusher. But it, it does make sense for the Broncos to move in a different direction if they don't think they're going to compete this year. And although it looks like Russell Wilson is going to play against uh, the Jags, um, if the Jags win that game, I absolutely could see Bradley Chubb in a new uniform next week. Um, another name that has been floated around, Chase Claypool, who's only 24, uh, wide receiver out of Notre Dame. Um, it's another instance of they just signed Deontay Johnson, right? They extended him another two years, and then they drafted George Pickens. And you can only have so much money into one wide receiver room, Um Claypool is on a two and five Steelers team, right? They're obviously not competing this year. Um, you're, if you can trade a guy that you're probably not going to sign or extend for some additional draft capitals, a rebuilding team, it absolutely makes sense. So I, I could see Claypool being traded again. This is another um, solid wide receiver who could be used by a whole hell of a lot of teams. Um, the Packers are one that makes sense. Um, I know that's a name that's been floated around. Um, and the last name, I love this guy as a player, Deron Payne, defensive tackle. He plays three tech for the commanders. He's 25. He's on the last year of his rookie deal and very, very infrequently do interior D linemen become available around the trade deadline. There are very few good ones. Deron Payne is a great one. Um, that being said, they already have Jonathan Allen on the interior defensive line for the commanders. I don't think it makes sense for them to re-sign Payne because they're going to have to pay Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So Deron Payne could be another uh, player on the block. The commanders obviously not off to the start um, that they were hoping for. So I, I could absolutely see Deron Payne being shipped off um, in, in what I think would surprise quite a few people. Um, but let's look forward to, because um, it's already Friday, we don't need to do a week seven recap. Um, we'll be back to normally scheduled programming next week. Um, my, my wife's birthday was this week or this week. So we had to change up the podcast schedule a little bit. That's why the episodes came out Wednesday and Friday rather than the normal Tuesday, Thursday. We'll be back on the normal Tuesday, Thursday game plan next week. But let's get right into the uh, week eight preview. Best games, best bets. Um, by the time this comes out, we'll already know the result of the Thursday night game. Hopefully it was a hell of a game. Um, I am on the Ravens first half money line. Hopefully, hopefully that cashed. Um, again, you can see all of my plays on Twitter. I tweet them out all the time. Um, and I'm going to try to do a better job of giving them to you on the podcast. But let, let's go uh, and start with that London game. Broncos-Jags, obviously, this is a pivotal point for the Broncos season. If they go down here, um, I don't really think that they have any chance of – making the playoffs. Um, I mean, when you look at the AFC in, in what is already a stacked team, the Broncos are two and five. If they end up at two and six, I, I don't think I'm going to be honest. I think six losses might, you know, have you at the back end of the wild card. So that's if they won the rest of the way out, if they start two and six, um, the Broncos season is effectively over um, the Jags. They got a little fight in them, but they they still only have two wins, uh, one win over the Colts, um, and then that win over the Chargers, which was a good game. Um, 
Hopefully we can see some progression out of Trevor Lawrence. I do have one bet on this game. Um, the Broncos are 13th in first quarter scoring and the Jags are fourth, even though the total in this game is 39 and a half, which is very, very, very low. I am going to take the over on first quarter points. It's over seven and a half. You get it at plus money with plus 120. Um, a touchdown and a field goal gets it here. And I absolutely could see that happening. These are two teams that have have performed well in the first quarter, despite offensively them being two of the worst teams in football, um, to be quite honest. Um, looking at the rest of the NFL Week 8 schedule, um, another game that I do have a play on and should be a pretty exciting game is the Raiders and Saints. Um, I am taking over 40 and a half, 49 and a half Raiders Saints. Andy Dalton is getting the start again. Um, I don't know how I feel about Jameis Winston at this point, um, but Chris Olave has looked good for that Saints team. Obviously, Taysom Hill is being used as a weapon. That offense, while not incredible, is still managing to put up points they still have Alvin Kamara. Uh, the Raiders have been, they're bad, but they're exciting. Um, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller is back and healthy this week, or at least more than what he was last week. Um, so I like the over 49 and a half here. It's actually a lower number than I originally thought that it would be. Um, the Saints are 5-2 and two to the over. The Raiders are 4-1-1 one and one to the over this season. So give me the over 49 and a half in that game. Um as far as other games go this week, uh, Dolphins-Lions, um, I think this is a pivotal point for the Dolphins, um, whether or not they're going to try to compete this year. I think Mike Gesicki is a name that could be on the trade block if they do end up losing. Um, the Lions, the Lions just need, they need to get a, a win here, you know, just to give themselves something, something to look forward to. Um, Falcons-Panthers, uh, the Falcons are you know, tied for the division lead um, and they get the Panthers at home. I think this is a win for the Falcons. Should be a, a solid game. Hopefully we can get some Kyle Pitts going. Um, we'll be interested to see if the Panthers end up sitting out any additional players knowing that they're going into the trade deadline. Just something to keep an eye on. Um, Cardinals, Vikings, like this game, should be a good game. Um, the Vikings coming off a bye, I think they obliterate the Cardinals. Um, here... Uh, a storyline that inevitably I'm going to talk about next week is Call of Duty being released this weekend and the Cardinals getting absolutely shit canned by the Vikings. Uh, should be fun to watch. Uh, Bears, Cowboys. I think the Cowboys win with Dak. Not really worried about that one. Uh, already. And then uh, Battle of Pennsylvania. S Steelers, Eagles. Um, I expect a low-scoring affair here. Eagles coming off a bye. I think they handle business, make it to 7-0. I think the Steelers essentially lock in a losing record, um, lo losing to the Eagles this weekend. It'll be the first in Mike Tomlin's career. Uh, Patriots, Jets, another low-scoring total. I actually like the Jets' um, a bit this year, but I think the Patriots find a way to get it done. Bill Belichick has been great. Um Will be interesting to see how the Patriots quarterback situation pans out because we saw uh, Bailey Zappi get into the Monday night game against the Bears. That is something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on all season. I loved Bailey Zappi when he was at Western Kentucky, um, an absolutely electric player, spread covering machine. So um, excited to see him get a chance in the NFL, to, to be quite honest. 
Titans and Texans, who cares? Um, if the, the Titans should win this game, I could absolutely see them losing this game. Um, but they need to win this game in order to, to stay ahead in that division. Um, Giant Seahawks, a game that you would have been shocked. I would have been absolutely, I'd have laughed in your face if you would have told me that this was a game between two winning teams on October 30th. But here we are, 6-1 and one Seahawks, or 6-1 and one Giants, um, traveling on the road to the Seahawks. I like Seattle in this one. Um, I don't have a play on this game. Um, that being said, we'll be interested to see how the Giants look. The Giants um, traded Kadarius Toney, um, which let's talk about that for a little bit. The, a little bit. The Giants obviously know that this is not their year, right? Even though that they are six and one, they know that this is not um, the peak of where they're going to be. Um, I think trading Kadarius Tony was a smart move. I'm not a huge believer. He was a gadget player when he was at Florida. Um, an incredible, incredible athlete. And I think if you were going to be a gadget player, no better offense to be in than Andy Reid and that Kansas City Chiefs offense. Um, but it, it's just interesting. Um, they're getting out of pretty much away from all of Dave Gettleman's players. Um, talk about a guy who sunk a ship. Dave Gettleman absolutely stinks as a GM or stunk as a GM since he's no longer in that role. I'm, I mean, I'd, I think it's a, a solid trade for the Chiefs. I mean, if you're you're betting a third round pick on a guy who, you know, was a first round pick, although he shouldn't have been. Um, that being said, I still think the Chiefs are, are looking for weapons. Um, they're missing Tyree Kill, and it is what it is. However, the Chiefs are still rolling. Um, no big deal. And they traded for him at a great time. He gets come in on the bye week, um, heal up. Um, obviously, Kadarius Tony has not played the last several games. Um, get right, learn that offense. Um, will be interesting to see if he can shine in Kansas City. Um, we get commanders at Colts. What was originally going to be Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan is now Sam Ellinger and Taylor Heineke. I think the Colts made the right decision going to Sam Ellinger. Look, Matt Ryan has stunk all year. He has been awful all year. Um, I was dead wrong about what I thought he was going to be in the preseason. And it looks like a rebuilding year for the Colts. Maybe we find like they absolutely, they're what, a game and a half back on the Titans. They absolutely could still win this division and make the playoffs, but that's the only way they're making the playoffs. They aren't winning the wild card. Um, I just, the Colts need a franchise quarterback. They haven't had one since Andrew Luck. This one-year rent-a-cop deal from quarterback to quarterback to quarterback. They had Brissett. They had Rivers. They had Wentz. They have Ryan. It uh, It's bullshit, and it needs to be over. Um, I would hate to be a Colts fan right now. Um, 49ers, uh, getting into the afternoon slate. We have uh, 49ers Rams in L.A., um, I'm going to take the 49ers money line for this game. Both these teams have struggled. Um, obviously the, the 49ers got, you know, blown out by the chiefs, but I think that says more about the chiefs than it does about the 49ers. Um, the 49ers defense is getting healthier. Um, part of this has to go with Shanahan being seven and three against the Rams. Um, the Rams are still piecing together an O-line. And I don't think if you can't be two dimensional against this 49ers defense, I think they can shut you down. Um, so I'm going to take the 49ers money line in this one. Um, 
as one of my plays. And then the Sunday night game should be absolutely incredible. Packers, Bills, Josh Allen, um, Aaron Rodgers. At least I'm hoping it's incredible because the Packers have looked awful. A 10.5 point spread on this game. Don't really know how I feel about it either way. I think the Packers could be a team that's buying at the deadline looking for a wide receiver like a Brandon Cooks or a Chase Claypool. Um, it'll be interesting to see the bills. I would not be shocked if the bills tried to add another pass rusher to that rotation. Um, but damn, are they rolling? And I still think that they are the best team in football right now. Um, and then you get the Monday night game Bengals at Browns news came out today that Jamar chase expected to miss four to six weeks with a hip injury, which is a big, big blow to this Bengals offense. Obviously he added that next level threat. Um, opened up the field for you. He could score from anywhere. And the camaraderie that he has with Joe Burrow is second to none. That being said, as long as they have some sort of combination of T. Higgins and Ty, or, uh, Tyler Boyd healthy, I still feel fine about that Bengals offense. I'm not worried. Uh, obviously, I am a Bengals fan, um, but I'm not worried about you know the, the Bengals. Um, as far as their actual schedule, they have a pretty decent um, – you know, run here. They get the Browns, Panthers, Steelers, Titans. None of those teams really, you know, scare the hell out of me. There's a bye week in between there. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think it's going to have a huge impact on their record overall. However, December 4th, Chiefs come into Cincinnati to play the Bengals. That is going to be a massive, massive game. Hopefully, Jamar Chase is back by that point. I do have a play on the Bengals, and this is going to be a bet that I am going to bet continually just going forward um, until the Bengals give me a reason not to, and that is the Bengals' third quarter money line. You're like, wow, that is a super specific bet. Well, the Bengals have allowed nine total points in the third quarter this year they have four shutouts and have allowed nine total points in the fourth in the four, or third quarter um haven't allowed a touchdown in the third quarter all year they are outscoring opponents 35 to 9 in the third quarter Lou A has done, Lou Arnarumo, the defensive coordinator of the Bengals, has done an outstanding job making halftime adjustments. Love the play this week. The Browns are 24th in third quarter points. I feel totally, totally confident in this play. You get it at minus 130, Bengals third quarter money line. Um, with that being said, shorter episode this week. I appreciate you guys for li listening in. Happy Friday. Again, download the Champions Round app. It's awesome for the, the NFL, NBA now um, that it's kicking off. I, I enjoy betting on the Champions Round app. The Daily Dozen, one of my favorite games to play. So download the Champion Champions Round app. The link will be in the description. Um, use promo code SMASH, all capitals, S-M-A-S-H, um, in order to get that promo code. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one.